Welcome to the A Plus EdTech Coaching Podcast, a podcast dedicated to talking about all things EdTech coaching. Hello, everyone. Welcome, and I'm so excited to uh, be podcasting again. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, this is a relaunch. So this is the first episode, kind of. Um, but really, it's like kind of the 29th episode. Um, originally, this podcast was launched a few years back as the A Plus EdTech podcast. Um, I had to let the podcast go because I started my doctorate and found that something had to give. So uh, instead of dropping my job or uh, dropping time with my kids or dropping time um working on my doctoral work, I decided that I just needed to let the podcast go and maybe I'd pick it up again someday. Um, So I wanted to take this opportunity to do a relaunch episode just so you could get to know me, get to know my work a little bit, and kind of understand where we are um, and where I'm hoping to go with this podcast. So for those of you who do not know me, Um, My name is Ashley McBride, and I have been in education for over 10 years. I started out as an English teacher. I taught secondary English, so I've taught middle and high school. Various times I've done um, either one or or. Uh, And I think in one instance I did both at one point. Um, So I was a teacher... And as a classroom teacher, I wanted to integrate technology. I wanted to be engaging for my students. I wanted to make some deep learning uh, impacts on them. And I just found that it was really, really hard to implement technology appropriately um, because it took a lot of research. It took a lot of work to find the right tool to do the job that I wanted and then um, be able to implement it correctly while also maintaining um, four or five classes of anywhere from 25 to 32 kids in a class, um, making sure that my lesson plans were done, that my prepping was done, that their papers were graded, that I designed... um, uh, assignments that were engaging. It was, it was a lot to try to also figure out how to do some of this technology stuff. Um, now, just to give you a little bit more clarity, you know, um, really kind of when it hit me that I needed to uh, change routes a little bit uh, from being a teacher was I was teaching English and I wanted to do blogs in the classroom. And I researched the best practices for doing blogs in the classroom. I researched which tool to use so that the kids could interact with each other. But at the same time, I was trying to make sure that um, they were in an enclosed scenario because I was teaching middle school at the time. I didn't, um, I just didn't know what to do. And so the amount of research I was doing and then the setup of the site for them to blog on, um, all of the things that I needed to do. It was a lot of work. I mean, I was very excited to do it. I was happy to do it. Um, but that on top of me trying to get everything else in order throughout the school year was just, it was a lot. 
Um, and then I found out that there was a role, and I'm in the state of North Carolina, so the state of North Carolina, we call ed tech coaches, uh, for the most part, we call them instructional technology facilitators. That's the official role that is uh, currently at the, um, at the state level. Uh, they have their own rubric and all of these other things for this position. Um, so I found out about that role and I had decided that I wanted to be that person. Like I was having fun researching the blogging websites and the, the way to implement all of this stuff. Did I do it perfectly? Heck no. Um, there were times uh, I remember that the class was coming to an absolute screeching halt because I had missed something or I didn't set up part of it correctly or the kids couldn't log in right. Um, or I didn't uh, do, like, it was just me trying to figure this out. So, of course, there was going to be um, problems. And I just remember, I just remember being frustrated about some of that. So, when I became an ed tech coach, I wanted to focus on making sure that teachers could integrate technology and I would be there to support them. And I would be in the room with them and I could make sure that they didn't have those uncomfortable classroom experiences that I had had when I was trying to integrate these things. That was really my goal for being an ed tech coach. Um, while I was an ed tech coach, I decided that I wanted, um, that's when the podcast came out and I started to uh, connect with other ed tech coaches through um, the NC Ties, which is our ISTE affiliate. Um, I started to connect with uh, people through the Friday Institute, which is at NC State here, um, and started to talk to people and saying, you know, we should share more of this ed tech stuff out, and I started the podcast. Um, then I started my doctorate. When I started my doctorate, my focus was strictly on what makes for good technology professional development. Because as an ed tech coach, that's what I was focused on. Trying to make sure that I was giving the teachers what they needed, when they needed, and how they needed it. So as I was going through the research, I came across a really great um, meta-analysis or... Um, a review of a number of different um, research studies uh, and it was completed by a group called the Learning Policy Institute. So um, there was a group of individuals and I will put the um, I'll put all of the uh, citations and everything on the website so if you're listening to this and you're interested in going directly to the research um, all of that will be on the website. So um, I started looking at the Learning Policy Institute's long-term study on professional development, and they found that there were specific quality, there was specific items that made up quality professional development. Um, that professional development is content-focused. It involves active learning for the participant. Uh, it it embeds collaboration for participants. Um, there is modeling that happens. There is coaching and expert support. A chance for participants to 
get feedback and reflect and then all of this is done over a sustained duration and by sustained duration we mean multiple years not just you know I'm going to give you some professional development you go forth and conquer um, this is something that happens over an extended time frame so those are the pieces that uh, research has shown provides good quality professional development so looking at that as an ed tech coach I started to try to build that for my teachers and this kind of became um, my standards or my uh, for lack of a better term um, and I would constantly go back to whatever I was doing and say okay is this content focused? Am I providing enough collaboration? Am I modeling for my teachers? Um, am I doing coaching? Um, so while I was in this ed tech coaching role, I started to try to build this specifically um, into my school. As I continued to do that research and as I was working as an ed tech coach, um, then I ended up moving to a district position. In the district, because I had moved, my research focus shifted. I became more and more interested in what others were doing as ed tech coaches. I was interested in the fact that the ed tech coach has so many different names. I remember when I was looking for a coaching job that it was really hard for me because I was looking all over the place. I, you know, I was looking all over the country and it was really hard to really pinpoint which job was intended to be an ed tech coach because, like I said, the state of North Carolina calls them instructional technology facilitators. Uh, other places may call them digital learning coordinators or um, some people might call them just strictly ed tech coach. Uh, there's, uh, I did um, part of my research for my doctorate um, I ended up doing a survey of ed tech coaches and the number of names I came up with, uh, I think there was, um, I interviewed, I had 97 respondents to my survey and there were almost as many responses to what their job title was called. So as a person trying to get into the field, it was kind of hard to determine which roles were meant for ed tech coaching because the name was different all over. So once I got into ed tech coaching and um, then uh, started working with ed tech coaches and then been doing research on ed tech coaches, um, one of the things that uh, I started to kind of design in my head was this idea of what this role really looks like and the way to really uh, share with others as to how this role um, can most affect schools. So thinking about that, um, I had designed for my ed tech coaches a way for them to really share with others, um, their teachers, administrators, um, how they could use their time so that they could meet the ISTE standards for coaching and so they could provide all of these things that um, they were uh, needing to be doing to make the most effect in their schools. And what I ended up doing was coming up with four different buckets. Uh, those buckets are uh, for an ed tech coach to provide formal professional development, uh, 
to provide personalized teacher support, um, to provide formal coaching cycles to teachers, and to also um, utilize their skills in different uh, focused leadership responsibilities. So this is how I talk to um, our administrators or how I talk to my ed tech coaches about how to kind of frame up their role uh, so everybody can kind of understand, oh, this is um, the way uh, this person can be utilized so they can help me in my classroom. I took all of this information um, from the research and my experiences and I partnered with ISTE and over the last year um, I have been working with them to uh, write a book. Uh, it's called the EdTech Coaching Primer and it is for sale right now at ISTE and um, on Amazon. So this book is really kind of looking at the EdTech Coaching role, why the role is so important how the role can be structured inside schools and then gives resources, um, documents for planning, um, materials for uh, implementation of these uh, four different um, pieces of the EdTech coaching uh, structure. So um, that's kind of where this podcast is going. So it is going to be... Um, Looking at the EdTech coaching role, my intention is to bring in uh, EdTech coaches, uh, teachers, um, administrators, people who want to talk about EdTech coaching itself and how EdTech coaches can impact uh, schools. So for instance, the very next episode uh, is going to be a panel episode with um, a few different EdTech coaches from um, different places uh, in the United States and actually uh, outside of the United States to discuss what an ed tech coach is. And then I've got various episodes ready to come out that are me talking to ed tech coaches um, about how they do their job and different tips and tricks and things that um, we can all, so we can all learn from each other about ed tech coaching. So that is where this podcast is going. So I'm very excited um, for what the future holds. And if you are an ed tech coach and you would like to share something that you're doing, uh, if you'd like to just talk about ed tech coaching in general, um, please go to my web website, edtechcoachingprimer.com. And one of the pages is strictly for the A Plus EdTech Coaching Podcast. On that page is a form that you can fill out, and it lets me know um, that you are interested in being on the podcast, uh, whether it is uh, for a panel discussion um, with other EdTech coaches, uh, whether it is for a specific topic that you would like to discuss, or just the topic of EdTech coaching in general. I'd love to have you on here, um, and I really look forward to what we can all learn together about EdTech coaching.